name is Aaron Polk. Company name is Assura Loans. Hey, it's Kellen. And today on Diversified Game, you know what? Getting a house is not getting any easier. So today's guest, Aaron Polk, is going to give us the game on how your loans, especially in Texas, you know, it might help save you some time, some trouble. I'm telling you this because I just closed on another house and my goodness, we had it to the wire. So Aaron, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? What up? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Well, well thank you for, for coming on. Give us the game on loans because I don't know about you. I was told if you go to school, you study, you'll get a good job. You'll be able to uh, pay for a house like your parents. My generation, I'm 41, we have found that you can do all that, still not get a good job, and then you can even get a good job and still not even get a house because of, you know, a whole bunch of variables. So give us the game on the solution that your company is, you know, the problem and the solution that your company focuses on daily. Yeah, absolutely. So we are a mortgage home lending company, um, as you kind of alluded to. So... You touched on a bit, like a lot of people, they can't find that they can't afford homes, especially like millennials and your generation and so forth. And it really depends on where you live in the country. Here in Texas, it's a lot better, um, especially in some major cities like Houston. Um, find a lot of people with middle class incomes are able to like get their first home with not much down. Um, you know, when I was growing up, I always thought like I had to have 20% down, like that was the standard. But, you know, of course, you could do way less than that with all the different programs there are like just three and a half percent down. I mean, I've seen people buy like decent sized homes with just like $8,000 in the bank. Um, and that's easily attainable by the age of like 24, 25. And so what we're doing is that we're a mortgage brokerage. Uh, we partner with 14 different wholesale lenders. So we basically take your application when you apply for a mortgage and we try to find you guys like the lowest rate, the ones who will do the lowest cash to close just so we can get you in a home. Um, we're trying to disrupt the market, uh, doing these things as opposed to like some of the big banks where they're asking for all these different things, having strict approval requirements. So that's how we're changing and trying to get more people, young people, especially in homes. Now, do you think that is it us trying to get a home or is it the type of homes we're trying to get? Because, you know, everybody wants the fountains in the back. Everybody wants the Instagrammable homes. Yeah. And I want to tell you this, Aaron, and, and I tell everybody this out of, you know, I think we are the first millennials at 41. Um, but um, I, I sometimes play the fence. I just throw that out there because it, it makes me feel good. But is it the type of homes we're trying to get? Because are there homes available or those are the homes that the person, you know, making 80,000 and more is like, no, I want the nicer homes. What's the yeah. problem? Is it the government or is it our desire? I would say it's not necessarily the type of home, but it's the location of the home. A lot of the people, they want to live in like the decent neighborhoods where it's safe, especially like good schools where the kids um, and I don't blame them at all. And a lot of those people, they tend to compete for the same homes as driving the price, making it that much harder. So I would say for like the first time home buyer, you just got to be open to like, you know, different upcoming neighborhoods. I get that you want to stay away from the dangerous ones, but there are ones that aren't so desirable, but they are up and coming because, you know, you see a grocery store getting built over there. You see like all this new development with uh, businesses putting in their investment in there. So that's a sign to look out for. Um, and if you can do that, then, you know, you could be on your step to get your first home and then buying your second home, kind of like how you did, um, moving out and turn your first home into a rental property. So it's very attainable. It's just, you just got to be open to the location of where you're going. Because I mean, when I was living in LA, 
I mean, there was neighborhoods like near, like just south of USC that not everyone wanted to be in, but you know, I saw it as up and coming because um, I don't know if you're familiar with like Downey or, um, or Huntington Park, but those were some of the nice neighborhoods like no one was looking at. Yeah, th those are the, you know, um, people want to be in the sexy, the, the, the LA. 90210, Beverly Hills. <laughs> Beverly Hills, all that, Calabasas, you know, everybody wants to be, be there. And, and, and you guys, I want you, when you're listening, it's not like Aaron just created this, you know, business out of thin air. He went to uh, the University of Oregon. He went to Pepperdine University. But more than that, he studied mathematics and finance. So it's not just somebody coming online saying, hey, do it like this and we can help you. He's putting his education, his name on the line when he's telling you, I can help you. So you want to look for, you know, companies that you find the experts, especially when you want to deal with the more boutique companies rather than the skank of america's uh as dave ramsey always you know yeah. says every chance he gets now yeah. what do you what do you see for you know your company helping people with mortgages and we possibly you know we'll find out on the 30th if we're in a recession or not <laughs> um uh some yeah. of us like me are just saying hey we're there um you know but that's that's my opinion um but you live oh i live in south florida yeah i live okay. in palm beach county Perfect. Yeah. And, and love it. Love it. Yeah, it's beautiful there. Um, I mean, like, it really depends on where you are in the country. Like here in Texas, it's booming during like 2008. Like Texas kind of left unscathed. Like, I mean, unemployment didn't go up and they didn't really experience a recession. And then South Florida or just Florida as a whole, um, you know, during COVID, everyone like came from New York and all these different parts of the country and migrating over there. So I think like some parts of the states are going to be pretty are going to be OK. I mean, then there are the other ones who are not going to be like Phoenix. They got hit really hard during 2008 and like all these homes were underwater and stuff. So um, I guess like what we're trying to do to help people is just come over here to Texas when they are coming. We're getting a lot of transplants from California that are moving here, as you see in the news with all these headquarters moving over here. And, you know, eventually we do want to be in Florida as well because we do see it as a booming opportunity. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And the sun, I mean, you guys got plenty of sun in Texas. We lived in Lubbock, Texas. Um, yeah. and, my, and my wife and I went to school in North Louisiana, Grambling State University, Harvard of the okay. South. But, um, you know, it, you don't have the water. The water is Water's what key. gets me. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and everything that comes with the water. You know, I have a beach body. So uh, the others that have a beach body, whatever your body looks like, we're not body shaming. If you know yeah. you have a beach body, whatever your weight class is, then that's why I like Florida even more than where I'm from, California, because you oh. can actually use the water here. Where are you? Where are you from? Uh, you give me Cali vibes. So it's really interesting. I grew up in Oregon, actually, Portland. Um, I lived there all the way till I was like 26. And then I went to Pepperdine for my undergrad, like, I mean, for my master's at 27. So I lived in LA for about eight years. Yeah. So I guess like LA just grew up on me. Um, I started learning Spanish and then uh, I started like eating tacos obsessively just because like all this taquerias like on the streets and stuff. So I'd say like <laughs> LA just like infused in my, infused my personality and I just called home now. I love that you at least, you know, you to learn Spanish to even try because there's Californians who say, oh, I you need to speak English. And it's like, man, this is yeah. Mexico, man. Um, yeah, is, true. is Spanish your only language that you know besides English or do you know any other languages? So it's funny, like I actually like, started learning Portuguese first and like when I was like 26 and like I got really into it. I'd say I probably was like 
30%, 40% conversational. Cause like I went to Brazil and like, I really picked up a lot on it. Like after I started studying it. And then like, when I got back, I had like no one to practice with. So I started forgetting it. So Spanish, you know, I just started saying that it was just an easy transition. And, you know, you can just talk with anyone on the street. Like, you know, you go to my favorite pancake or breakfast restaurant, you know, English was their second language. So like, I was just conversating with them or I was going to LA fitness and hanging in the jacuzzi. And like, I was, it was uh, LA fitness in a really Hispanic neighborhood. So just having like this small talk over there. So it's just like, you really need to practice it. to just keep remembering it. Cause if not, then you're easily going to forget it. Okay. And, and I ask that because um, when people hear my name, they say, oh, are you, you Irish? I say, yeah, I'm black Irish. You, you didn't know. Um, yeah. and, and, and then your last name, um, I believe is like a Scottish last name. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and so I just, just want to know, you know, you might bust out into Gaelic and you just, <laughs> and then you say Brazil and people are shocked when they go to certain parts and they say, I had a vision of Brazilians looking like this. <laughs> and, you know, when I went right. there, they looked like this. And it's like the world is a melting pot, people. Oh, yeah. It's um, like America over there. You I mean, you have your Japanese, you have your mulattoes. It's just, I mean, it's like America, but in the South, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there were more Black slaves sent to Brazil than even here in America. So people, when you see, you know, the the, the Black folks there, yeah, they've been there. They've been there a while. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Now, with your your business and you know being in texas which we know texas you, every texan says we could you know succeed and we'd be fine on our own until mexico comes and bombs you then america right comes back for you um <laughs> yeah what what do you see with i mean texas has a lot of hidden cities that people like lubbock is a city most people don't go unless you're going to work at the hospital or going to texas tech are yeah. you seeing like um other cities pop up name a few that tell people to like what to look at that's not the dallas's the houston's the austin's that are really booming right now yeah outside the triangle there's some cities that are coming up um uh the midland odessa area we're seeing some people move over there because um back in the last one oil prices were going down they need people like Houston was just bad. So a lot of people, a lot of companies in the Midland of this area were recruiting a lot of those from Houston. I'm helping actually a couple of them move over there. Um, so, and actually it has like the highest income per capita, I'd say like top five in the nation uh, for such like a small area. So that's something to consider. And then El Paso, I've seen that like be a nice like retirement community. Um, a lot of people are either moving to like Las Cruces, which is like 20 minutes north in New Mexico. Um, it's just nice and quiet and the weather's just great over there. Other cities, um, I spent some time in like the Rio Grande Valley, like McAllen, um, Brownsville and stuff like that. It's it's pretty good, especially if you're in the industrial sector and just, you know, you want to work in transportation. There's a lot of business to be booming over there. But so far, it's just the hot topics is either DFW, Austin, um, a little bit of Houston, especially if you work in like the energy sector. Um, but outside of that, I'd say like Midland, Odessa, a little bit of El Paso and the Rio Grande Valley. And uh, College Station, too. That's another place that's going. That's getting up there. Okay. Okay. And you guys, I, I, I've worked in Midland, Odessa. Bet, you know, great income when the oil thing is hot. When it's hot, it's great. But you got to yeah. prepare for whenever the shift comes and nobody knows. That's when people elsewhere. start... Yeah, that's when people say, I got to get out of this house. And it seems like it's a game. Like, you know, be here when it's hot, sell right before it drops. Exactly. With your, 
with your business, it's very, you know, when people are trying to buy a house, a lot of us remember 2008. I personally wasn't impacted. Um, sure. You know, I, I wasn't impacted, but I saw so many friends and family members who, especially yeah. being from California, we don't buy just one house. We buy two or three on a $40,000 income. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's the way know, you do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we think we're Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, right. Oh, almost a billion dollars. But um, yeah. But can you talk about ways that your company protects your customers so they don't buy too much house? You guys have, you know, I know you have a mortgage calculator on your website, but do you guys have anything to say, we're not going to do any, you know, predatory lending loans. Yeah. We don't think you're ready. Like, how do you protect yourself and protect your customers? Oh, yeah, I would not lend money to anyone who's just like they can't make the payments. There's a lot of compliance rules saying like they have to meet these ratios with debt to incomes and stuff like that. But, you know, if I can tell it's like, you know, they're concerned about their future and stuff, I would advise them say like, hey, do you really think this is a good idea? Do you think you should save up a bit more or wait to get promoted or? boost up your income or pay off some debt um because i've been there i've been in a point like especially my college days where i was unable to make like my credit card payments and stuff and it's a struggle and i hate to see anyone like face that you know yeah yeah and and how how is it you know and this is a lesson for entrepreneurs how do you tell a customer where you want their money but you say you're not ready um, and that you need to pay off maybe some debt, pay off those credit cards, you know, first. And how do you go about telling someone no when there's a line sometimes where you can like, I can take your money, but yeah. all money's not good money because I can already see the problems down the line with you. Like, how do you go about that and do it, you know, politely? Because a lot of people, yeah. they, they don't teach that in, in school, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, we have plenty of business and plus like I have a loan officer too, and we're pretty much at capacity. Like if I'm not going to make a sale from this one customer, that's okay. Cause I have like 20 other ones that I'm working on right now. So I, I mean, it's, it's like a dollar I'd, I'd rather not earn, you know, if from someone who's just not ready. So like, if I don't earn your business at this time, that's fine. I have other ones I can help too. And, you know, it's, I, I try to think of me doing good for society. If anything. <laughs> So. Tell, us a com tell us a community give back that you are doing or that you would like to do in the future. So helping young children in impoverished neighborhoods, like get the tools they need to get educated, get the mentoring they need, because, you know, I grew up with modest means. My parents, they came here as refugees from Cambodia. I don't know if you know what happened in like the 70s, but there was like a huge genocide and like a wave of these refugees came over here with literally nothing and no English. And, you know... I just know that there are a ton of kids like that who are like, they're ambitious, you know, they're willing to like learn everything, but they're just like in, not in the best environment. And I was just thinking like, if I had like the right mentor at the time, like telling me, okay, this is what you need to study. This is how you need to study. This is how we need to do to prepare to go to college. Um, you know, you should do these sports and stuff. Cause you know, my parents didn't encourage me to do sports at all. Then, you know, I think we'd probably be seeing a lot of people coming out of that generational poverty trap. So that's what I'd really like to contribute to. Um, you know, I know probably like for out of 10 kids in an impoverished neighborhood, I guarantee like seven of them could be like millionaires if they just had the right path, you know, and the resources Definitely. too. Definitely. And, and exposure is key. That's why, you know, kids being in the classroom for, you know, whatever many of hours, get them out, let them see some things that yeah. maybe their parents don't even know that exist. So, 
it, exactly. it, it's difficult. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult because teachers, that's not necessarily what they're paid for. And if yeah. they are, sometimes their hands are, are, are you know, tied. Um, I've done that job as well. I've had many a job. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's hard. It is. It, it definitely is. And, and we're happy for, you know, companies like yours. If there's anything, if someone's kind of like, well, how do I pick between which, you know, company to go through? What are some things that they should look out for? And maybe it's some things that are unique to your company that you guys do that other companies don't do, especially the big ones that, you know, you're just another number. Yeah. Are you talking about like kids and which uh, job they should do for their careers and which companies no, they should I, work for? Well, I mean, if they if, if uh, somebody wants a loan and oh, they say, okay. well, I don't know who to, who to go with, like, uh, you know, how do I know what should I be looking for? Um, should I go to the bank, the mortgage company? Like people just sometimes don't know and they just pick the first option they see. So yeah. if you could just maybe give some things to look out for um, so people know why your company, you know, stands out. Yeah, I always tell them, try to tell people, you know, instead of going to a bank where they have one underwriting guidelines um, and if you're not approved there, then you're pretty much done. Or if, um, you know, the rates that they have is just one rate, then that's probably not the best course. With us as a brokerage, since we partner with the different wholesale lenders, we'll find you the lowest rate. And if you get declined by one lender, we'll go find you another lender. So we try to get you a home. If, you know, you meet the underwriting guidelines, we think you're a good fit. So it's... If you were to go to a bank, then, you know, it's that no is the end of the road right there. With us, it's we'll try to find you somewhere to go or all the different programs that we have. And we have a lot of different programs that a lot of the banks don't have, like people without Social Security numbers. We can help them. It's good for people that are recent immigrants um, because of the banks. They have the strict requirements. You know, you have to have a Social Security number um, or the stuff, too. If you're an entrepreneur and for example, you're making a lot of cash income and you just deposit in the bank, but you don't necessarily report all of it on your tax returns, then you know it, the bank's gonna take your tax returns and just see like, hey, you're not making enough to qualify the sum. But us, we'll look at your bank statements and say, okay, you actually are making enough, you are depositing enough cash, so therefore you are gonna get approved. So you have a higher chance of getting approved over here on the dream home because, I mean, the last thing you want is to go under contract on a home and then like 16 days later, you find out you're not approved and then you waste all this time. And money and money. And it's that's just, a I mean, that's, huge. Yes. So I hope you entrepreneurs heard that because entrepreneurs, um, you know, we've been in business uh, a decade and more <laughs> and it's never easy when they want to comb through your finances and why did you get this and you didn't get this last week and it's like yeah, yeah. it's called entrepreneurship <laughs> um Pretty much. it's not rocket science <laughs> exactly there's yeah. always these changes always i will make sure whether you guys are listening on iHeartRadio, iTunes, majority of you are our latest partner at Sierra Leone, Freetown, West Africa. Um, wherever you're listening are the minority. And I wish the YouTube numbers would kick up. So you guys help me. Um, I'll see you at VidCon if you do. Uh, sure. But, you know, help, help with those YouTube numbers and everywhere else you see it by sharing the game. Aaron, let people know where they can, you know, find you, connect and learn more about your company. Yes, our website is www.surreloans.com. And then we're also on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. Um, if you go on our Instagram, just at Surreloans, uh, you DM us, like I'll see it. 
but you know if you just need advice and you know how to buy a home in like three years you know happy to guide you you know i don't care if i'm not gonna you know close along with you pretty much in the short term because that's what our mission is just to help people get people help to get people in homes whether they're ready or not awesome so you guys see aaron's going for sainthood he doesn't care. I say you should care because you shouldn't. You should want to share, not just take. And if someone can get you in a home, you definitely want to say, "Hey, coach, put me in the game." Thank you. Um, and and I thank you, Aaron, for sharing this because so many people rent is going up. So many people yes. need to buy a home now because we don't know what's to come, and we'll find out on the thirtieth of June what what we're dealing with. But you guys yeah, have been and rates are going up too. Rates are going up. But the thing about rates going up, you can always refinance later. So yeah. don't let that scare you. Get in if it's right, the right time. Um, especially if you know you're one of those who, you know, you, you want to be somewhat stable. I look at a home just as an investment. Um, I could sell it tomorrow <laughs> and, and exactly. And you'll make money on it too, which is a nice thing. <laughs> yes, it. You guys, I almost said too much. I almost gave you guys too much game about my personal business, which, you know, I, I don't I don't pocket watch even my own pocket. But you guys have been blessed with the game. Make sure you share it with someone else. It will change their life. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron. I do want to say it's like if people are scared because like rates are going up. Yes, you could refinance and rates are always like going up and down like this. But just remember home prices, especially if it's in a decent area like Texas or Florida, home prices are always going to go up. I mean, I looked at the last graph and like, there was only like, I'd say out of the like 60 major metropolitan areas here in the U.S., like only 10 of them had home decline, home price declines in 2008. So, I mean, yeah, don't let rates scare you, but just let home prices going up scare you. You need to move in soon before they go up any higher. curious about visiting Africa? Which African country were you interested in? Kenya, Nigeria, Uganda, South Africa, Ethiopia? Which country are you interested in? My good friend, Kellen Cash Coleman, came up with a course called My First Trip to Africa that'll guide you through this process. It's only $20, and in this course, you'll learn about passports, visas, vaccinations that you need before you go there, as well as a budget, uh, how much the trip is gonna cost. He also talks about what you should pack, uh, what you should take with you, how you should travel on a budget. Did you know that 100 US dollars is worth a 1,000 South African rand and over 10,000 Kenyan shillings? So imagine what you can do with $100 back home. I say back home because I'm from Sudan, I'm African. I already know how it's like. I know that, you know, when you convert Canadian and American money, it goes a long way when you're traveling across Africa. So if you're curious, um, if, if Africa is a place that you've always wanted to go, always wanted to move there, Kellen Cash is the person to ask. Check out the course. There's a little preview you can listen to. Um, before you actually purchase it. If you're interested in this course, visit www.diversifiedgame.com. Don't miss out.